You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Estlander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Self-Worth Circle. I'm Julia, and next to me, I have Eva. We're sitting here today in my living room and on the other side of the screen we're sitting in front of the computer on the other side of the screen we have Kat from the wild goddess tribe who is a feminine and feminine embodiment mentor and um, yeah I'm, I'm super super happy and excited for her to be here I've been kind of connected with her for a couple years now just through Instagram which is kind of funny uh, but we'll dig into what she does and her work a little bit deeper soon but a big big and warm welcome to you Kat happy to have you here hi Julia hi Eva thank you for having me here <laughs> yeah it's it's so exciting to finally connect we've been as you said connected for so long on Instagram and thank you thank you for having me on here today can you um tell our listeners right now like we're we're looking at you you're sitting in this beautiful beautiful um loft uh house and can you tell our listeners like where you're based out of right now and where mm -hmm. you're from just a little bit about maybe your background uh right now currently i'm in, in glastonbury also called the the sacred land of Avalon. A lot of magic happened here. And that's the reason why I was brought here to experience um, the magic. And so right now I'm here in the UK. Um, originally, I'm from Germany. I have lived in Berlin for a few years and, and now escaped the city um, to, to just be nature and be nourished by, by this incredible nature here. And, and when did you move there? Like how long has it been now? Just a few months, actually. Yeah, the transition was very, very smooth, very, very quick. Also, I came here. I knew I have to be here and spend more time here. And so I left my life in Berlin. I left the city and left my tribe there. But it, it's, it's like when your heart knows you got to go, you just got to go. And, and there's sacrifice, but it feels like the right thing to do. So it's been it's been such a beautiful opening process to also open to a land to surrender to a place and feel like yeah i need to be here and um also i guess part of of, of being in connection with the feminine is to trust these impulses these feelings of like okay might not make sense to others or the rational mind tries to convince you otherwise but it's just the feeling in the body and in the heart and that's that's what got me here lovely <laughs> Had you been there before you moved? Or a few times. Yeah, yeah. I just visited a few times um, this summer. And so it, it felt like a, a very slow, you know, when you when you start dating someone, you kind yeah. of explore each other. And I feel like that's been my connection with Glastonbury. It's like I, I came and I experienced her a little bit and she opened up to me a little bit. And next time it was a bit more. And I felt each time I would come, I would receive more activation, more expansion. Just my heart opened so much. And mm. um, yeah, this place, it's also called the the heart chakra of the world. Oh, wow. It's, it's a very yeah energetically charged place because of what happened here in the past, huge history. Mm. And um, at the same time, also the shadow gate of the heart, which means um, for people to come here and then connect with the hearts and open the hearts, there's also the layers, the shadows, the pain that we have to move through in order 
to open our hearts. So it's it's this this very interesting energy of, of a lot of bliss and expansion and also a lot of, of melancholy and sadness and, and moving with these energies. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the work you do? Like it, you work with just like now looking at you, you're, you're I mean, you're a goddess, <laughs> and, but it's like you also, you're the name for your Instagram handle, Wild Goddess Tribe, and you work with the divine feminine. Like how did that come to be your life path? And how did you get onto this path? Like awakening the divine feminine and how you, you do this work today? Mm-hmm. Wow, it wasn't always that way. <laughs> I was working in law. Uh, I went to law school. Uh, so I, I was in a very different world. I worked in a law firm. And at some point, I, I just felt my interests grew in a very different direction. I was into yoga and mindfulness and meditation. And that, that was the beginning. And at some point, I left that world and did a yoga teacher training and traveled and was teaching yoga abroad and explored different paths, different lineages, different teachings, different approaches, different teachers, mentors. And um, that slowly led to then finding myself, (laughs) connecting with my own essence, what is important to me, what I want to cultivate more of understanding that uh, as there's someone knocking at the door. <laughs> like you want to go? You can pause yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> I loved your uh, the face <laughs> you did. Your face was just like, oh. okay, so we're back. We're back. Sorry, it was just a postman, but I'm so close to the entrance door. So if they like keep knocking, it just distracts me so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, so sorry for that. No, no, it's no, good. We were, we were. Pause. Can you just piece it together? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. Okay, uh-huh. makes it more like real. <laughs> Class, really perfect. Never perfect. Yeah, um, we were discussing your um, your journey. You were talking about the law firm and then to yoga mentor. So, do you want to touch or tap back into that mm-hmm. story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, after just searching and, and, and exploring different different paths and teachings, I and, and a lot of shadows working with plant medicine and really getting to the core of why I'm here, what am I supposed to do in this world? And I guess that's also a question that continues coming up and <laughs> uh, there's no one answer to that, I believe, and it shifts and evolves and coming to understand, wow, I'm... As, as, a, as a woman with a feminine essence, I'm feeling so drawn to, to expressing that feminine essence. And in, we live in such a masculine world. And I lived in such a masculine world where being in my feminine wasn't supported. And that starts with, with our cycle, for example, where we are always um, expected to be the same. And, and be doing and active and performing and show up at work and everywhere in life. And that just goes completely against the, the nature of the feminine, which is ways, which is constant movement. And so I explored that within myself and understood how much, that, how much closer that brought me to myself and to 
inner peace and acceptance of myself and acceptance of my waves and the fact that I'm never the same. I'm always shifting. And at some point I, I started offering that to women and I began with one-on-one work and did these three-month containers where I would work with one woman for three months, really intensively, really deeply. And you would go to the root of why can can we not be in our feminine? Why is it so difficult when in fact this is something we feel so drawn to express and working with um, trauma and the deep, deep, deep underlying stuff that that's, that piled up throughout our life and uncovering, destruct, deconstructing. And then I opened myself to group work, which is the, the part that excites me the most to offer that to as many women as possible. So I host these regular Zoom spaces where I guide through embodied movements and we do a Q&A and, and women can just drop in and, and share. It's kind of like a virtual woman's circle in a way. So Lovely. yeah, I feel like it's very, very much needed. Um, mm-hmm. It's been for, I mean, years already, but right now, especially because in many countries we can't really gather together. So isolation is, is really real at the moment. Uh, so that's beautiful. And um, I just wanted out of curiosity, because I remember, I don't know how many years back you have to go, but you were teaching a lot of yoga at one point um, when, I mean, when we virtually first met. So how did that kind of transition to a more, I mean, yoga is a big word and it includes so many different styles, but how did that kind of grow into the more feminine world of more free movement and, you know, um, was it something that happened in your life or did it just kind of organically grow into that? Mm -hmm. So yoga as a practice helped me so much come into my body, understand my body, cultivate discipline also to stay in a pose and to endure it and breathe through the discomfort of, of being in a challenging pose. And at the same time, I could feel the ego coming in and wanting to master certain poses and push myself. And I, uh, hurt myself. Uh, and I still have injuries that, that I still haven't fully healed from because I pushed myself into certain poses. And with time, I understood that that's, that just goes so against, again, the, the, the feminine way of being, which is allowing flow, allowing intuitive movement, allowing the body these impulses to lead. And that can shift and change at any moment. And, um, I, I slowly incorporated a bit more free-flowing movement. So uh, I started practicing Hatha yoga and then it was more of a vinyasa, like a flowy style. And then I started doing, doing vinyasa and incorporated even more free flow and, and played music. And it turned always turned into some sort of dance afterwards. And with time that evolved into just dance and, and embodied movement. And I still have a yoga practice. I still love practicing asana and it's just a complete different way of body awareness that that cultivates. Um, but it's also more masculine way of, of practice because it's, it's more rigid, it's structured, it is controlled, which I find strengthens my own inner masculine because I'm being um, put in a situation where I have to just be fully present and breathe and stand still and strong. And I feel that I, I still do that. And I still love yoga so much. It's just shifted to, um 
something that feels more natural, something that feels more exciting to me than, than being in, in, in rigid postures. And, and that was a process. It didn't just happen uh, just like that. It was more, more of discovering and, and adding pieces and taking some away and just creating, creating something that works. And I believe that's the, the most, the most important part for women who want to start maybe with, 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 connecting more to the feminine is what feels just most exciting there's no rules ever the mm-hmm. feminine she doesn't there's she's formless she just flows and, and, and does what she feels most excited about and um following following impulse mm-hmm. um i want to ask about because i feel like this is also what julie and i really work with the goddess archetype where we're both mm-hmm. also kind of on the same path of empowering women i like this podcast i'd say probably 99.99 percent of our listeners are women mm-hmm. and we're kind of on that path to awaken the divine feminine and feel worthy as women uh as because i really i um, resonate with a lot what you said of how we kind of grow up in in, in a society that supports only masculine. And it even starts from small things, like look at how cities are built, how we decorate our houses. Everything are squares and boxes and the houses are squares and boxes. There's not like roundness, you know, round shapes and and circular movements. And and what you said about like how we should always be in this like doing, doing, doing instead of being, being, being. Mm-hmm. And we women are cyclical. We have like you know, we're connected to the lunar cycle. We are connected to our our own menstrual cycle. We are cyclical. It ebbs and flows. It's never the same. It's not a straight line. Yet society is a straight line. And it's like you grow, like you're, you, you know, you're born, you go to school, you go, you get a degree, you get married, you get a house and you get your Volvo and your, you know, golden retriever, whatever. It's like that, mm-hmm. that very linear world. But then I feel like right now a lot of women are awakening to this divine feminine and finding this new path. And also like there is this this huge awakening. But I also, I personally sometimes feel like when you really tap into that feminine of like, I, I, I think I can maybe speak for Julia myself. Sometimes we really get <laughs> into the flowiness. Like there's like almost like we lose that then the masculinity and then having that like kind of structure and rigid you know like I I'm I'm going to be honest I'm like really bad with deadlines and I'm like really bad Um, with like kind of these to do things because I'm more of like yeah I'll just you know whatever I'll just kind of wing it or I'll just mm -hmm. I don't really like planning or structure or I get like anxiety almost like finding that Mm -hmm. balance I guess is my question about like of walking this this goddess archetype line, the divine feminine, but yet then having still one foot in in the masculine world, which it, it is still very much a man's world. Um, how do you? A long question, sorry, but how do you kind of find that balance, like between feminine and masculine energy? Because it is. I feel for me, well, this is just talking about now my, my experience is like when I really give into it, it's just like everything becomes so flowy. I sometimes almost lose myself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, I, I totally feel you there. And you're right in, in this this whole feminine embodiment movement and the awakening of, as you say, the goddess within the divine feminine, we often hear the 
about the feminine aspects, about flow and, and embracing all these beautiful energies that move through us. And uh, it's rarely being talked indeed about the masculine aspects because as you say, you can, can use yourself. You, you struggle with deadlines. It's the feminine needs structure. She needs some form of container where she can then flow and surrender into. And once she has that structure in that container, she feels safe to just be in her flow. And she knows like, okay, within here, within, within these, um, yeah, within this container, I can just allow everything to be. And that's when we're being called to step into our own inner masculine and explore what, what does that mean? Um, I recently taught a masterclass on that. Um, it was called Sovereign Roots to, to bring activate the, the masculine within women, um, a healthy, integrated masculine, because often we confuse certain qualities as masculine qualities when in fact it's it's wounded masculine, but not a healthy, integrated masculine. Uh, some women brought up, well, I'm, I'm, I'm controlling a lot and I'm so in my masculine, but control is not necessarily masculine trait. It's more of a, a fight or flight response or stress response or trauma response. Whereas, uh, an expression of a healthy grounded masculine would be creating structure, being fully present, creating safety. And as you say, when the feminine doesn't have that, she's just all over the place and mm-hmm. nothing comes from that. And then, as you say, it creates anxiety, it creates frustration and that blocks the feminine. So um, the more feminine energy moves through a woman, the more feminine energy she allows and invites in the stronger her inner masculine has to be so it feels like she's the boss she's leading she's asking okay i'm ready to expand i'm ready to take up space and thrive and she's talking to her men being like okay but i need you to step up i need to contain her to be bigger i need to feel more safe and what do you need for that and as you can already tell i have like this inner dialogue going on sometimes between my inner man and my inner woman and she makes requests and he he makes requests and, and they kind of work together. And it's, it's like this beautiful relationship that, that, that is within. And so um, the beautiful byproduct of that is also that we outsource less because we source so much more from, from this union within. Mm. I think this is like one of the most important practices in, in life to really find um that balance between, you know, discipline and freedom and then the flow in between those two to kind of let that live a lot because personally I mm-hmm. tend to go towards one side and then the other and yeah. it's just like this beautiful dance. And also yeah. if we like look at, you know, water, for instance, there's a body of water, a lake or an ocean, it's always held by something, but there's like, it's still free to express itself within that container. And this is also like something that I personally teach in my you know, if we go to flow state classes, it's like always, you know, we'll repeat the same asanas over and over, over again. And then you might find like with that discipline within that, let's say the asanas are the container, then within that there's still freedom to, you know, um, yeah, it's, it, it's so different. And then towards the end of the class, we also kind of like spill out of that container and then go full, full <laughs> rat into that. <laughs> Yeah, but we need both. And I think for me, when I found that I stopped resisting, you know, having a structure 
it has helped me so much because I used to be very like all over the place. And now I'm more like I can actually execute things. And I mean, manifestation happens more easily if that's, you know, you have that vision and you can focus on one thing. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, I just, oh, my whole body is like vibrating. Yeah. My cells are like, yay. <laughs> and it all, as you say, it all happens to the body. Like we can read and all these inspirational quotes on Instagram or posts and we can read all this and it might make perfect sense. And we're like, yeah, 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 I get it. But it all happens in the body. It all happens to the body. Like this is where, where shifts happen. This is where we, yeah, embody, experience the, the emotion on, on a deep, deep cellular level. And that, that feels most activating. So um, yeah, this is why I work with the body and with the nervous system to really bring it, bring everything in that, that the feminine loves to do which is expression which is feeling and feeling yeah happens through the body and it's so beautiful that you give space to your students to explore both like the container the structure in yoga but also the the free flow and in one session even exploring these different energies yeah and i think uh as you said like the body the body as the let's say vehicle because at least right now what i see on instagram is um a lot of teachers and I'm not saying it's wrong but it doesn't really resonate with me is to you know kind of get out of body and ascend and you know mm -hmm. awaken but for me it's like through this vessel always through this vessel mm -hmm. first we connect and then then we expand mm -hmm. um and it's like with a lot of different practices it feels like almost a little bit you know it's too much of just like expanding expanding going out rather than actually connecting to this home. And I think there's a reason why we were born into these, these suits. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, your, your work is important and we need to really, yeah, just honor that, that and not just want to, I mean, it's, it can be fun to, you know, fly somewhere else for a moment into another dimension, but then to just come back home to this yeah to work with what we have here right now mm -hmm. and i also believe that a lot of, of struggles we're facing as eva mentioned uh, feelings of anxiety or disconnect um that happens because we're not in the body that's actually always an invitation to come in the body and to as you say descend and and from that place ascend right um, to first come into the vessel that we were given otherwise we we yeah, ignore such an essential part of, of this human experience and as always with everything finding a balance and, and knowing when when we are being asked to tap into which space and energy yeah so there is actually one one thing that i want to touch upon today we were scrolling kind of stalking you on instagram before you <laughs> came up here and um we scrolled past a post on the the sister wound yeah, and uh, I think that would be actually something that I really wish to go in deeper on today because we have we've had mm -hmm. different women's um, kind of mentors on this pod, but we haven't really gone there. And I think it's a really, really important one to touch upon and talk one, about, yeah. and because we all have it and we have all experienced an aspect of it also. So, um, yeah, I would love to to listen to your wisdom around that. Thanks for bringing that up. It's so important and so needed in the world to speak about this, shine light on it. 
and the post that you have seen, it was um, a powerful experience I had myself and a healing experience I had myself where a woman reached out to me and she was like, look, I, I saw a video of you and you were dancing so beautifully. And I was like, wow, so excited by it. And then I saw my partner liked that video and it was so painful for me. And her first reaction was, I want to block you and, and it's too much and I can't hold this right now. It's too painful. But then she chose to vulnerably express her feelings towards me. And I'm just getting chills right now just thinking about this because it's so beautiful and receiving her words, her vulnerability, her openness. I was in tears and I responded. I was like, I feel you. I've been there so many times. I feel your pain. and thank you. I so courageous, so incredibly courageous. And um, she's in that same field. She does the same work. And she was like, you know, I, I feel like I have to do this. I have to do this. I, I cannot not do it. And so a beautiful healing conversation came out of this where I shared my experience that I also had with women in the past and, and she with her and her partner. And it was, it, it, yeah, we became sisters essentially and now are talking and regularly. And so when I shared this, so I got so much response to that because it's so deep and having the awareness is, is the key piece as to everything, as to overcoming everything is, oh, there's something shifting in my body now. Something's changing. I'm feeling maybe jealousy or feelings of comparison or just the simple sensation of contraction noticing a shift happening and just pausing right there and saying okay what's really happening right now and asking um those questions and the only thing we can do is to to lean into love <laughs> it just sounds so so poetic but but it truly is because another woman's beauty it, it doesn't mean it's it's the absence of your own beauty and we have to continuously remind ourselves and what that also brought into my awareness was, wow, if we could only see ourselves the way others see us, like we would, there, there won't be any of that, but it goes so deep. It's not just our stuff that we grew up with and brought up, we're brought up with. It's, it's transgenerational. It's from a mothers and grandmothers and generations before. It's so, so incredibly deep. And the reason why is this, this is coming to the surface is because it's ready to be healed it's ready to be moved through and worked through and I feel that that was not just a healing experience for her and me but also for the collective because that message went out into the collective and, and had the ripples going there so yeah I still feel it even though I have that deep awareness I still feel that come up I still see beautiful women um especially when women are very similar to me move similarly do the similar similar work or when there's similarity um the tendency to compare is just um yeah more present and so i still have that and it's it doesn't mean it will yeah i i hope it will go away completely um but all i can do for now is to be with it and also not judge myself for that because that's another piece is i shouldn't feel that i shouldn't feel that way i should love love all my sisters and yes that's the goal but it's also okay if you feel that and it's how do you hold yourself as you feel these feelings of, of jealousy and then guilt that comes in to hold yourself in the guilt let the guilt be there and let the jealousy be there too 
And it's, it's, do you respond from jealousy? Do you respond from fear and guilt? Or do you then respond from love and say, yeah, I'm jealous and I own that. And yeah, let me share that or not share that, but, but hold all the emotions that arise essentially. I love, I love that so much. It's, I feel like, uh, yeah, uh, something we all women can probably relate to and, it's very interesting what you said about it now coming to the surface, even more so with where, you know, we're living in a world that's, we're spending hours and hours on social media and browsing and seeing all these beautiful, you know, images and, and videos of gorgeous women. And, and, uh, it can def- definitely create a lot of anxiety, um, comparison, but then there's the other side, like you mentioned, you can have that as inspiration. You can use them as expanders or like you can see, you know, what you, you can also create beauty in your life. You know, the, mm. it's what the beauty you see in other women is the beauty you have inside of you because they're just mirrors. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that kind of an analogy of it. Like the, the beauty you see is the beauty like you can't see beauty that you don't have inside of you, right? Oh, yeah. And I remind myself that too. Like sometimes, of course, I'm like, I see someone who's like, oh my God, she's so amazing. And she's saying all these wise things. And mm-hmm. and then I kind of like talk down on myself, like, why can't I like have such wisdom or be like, look that X, Y, Z way or whatever. And then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like, why am I appreciating her? Well, because that's, I acknowledge what she says like I see the beauty in it that means that I already mm-hmm. hold it like within me and I find that to be a great reminder and tool and definitely it's a practice <laughs> so it's not like a linear oh now I'm just going to think this way and it's going to like magically disappear but it's yeah. really helped me I feel like yeah, yeah yeah and I feel like every time like in any way when any kind of um, uncomfortable emotion bubbles up we tend to instead of sit with it and then respond we tend to just like go ahead and react and it's like when we scroll instagram and we get triggered by you know people are using really heavily filtered we we, were just talking about this in our previous podcast and it, it tends to like you have some kind of like uh not a bad thought, but you kind of judge someone for doing something, then it's always about like, it's not the person's problem. It's your own. And you have Mm -hmm. to look at that. You're judging yourself. basically. It's just like, (laughs) it's not her problem. It's It's a you problem. Yeah. So just like, (laughs) and it's like a good reminder that if it happens, like, oh, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Back to that then. Yeah. What does it have to teach me? Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's, yeah, what you Julia said is like so true. Like, and there's even that quote, like, well, whatever Molly says about James is more about Molly than of Jane or whatever. Yes. I probably changed the names, but like, you get the, the idea. Um, um, there's also, I just want to mention this, like, I don't know if you've read the book, um, Women Who Run with the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just for all women listening to this podcast, that would say, I'd say that's like, and, an eye-opener book, definitely. I actually had to like um, go back to it like three times because it was so mm-hmm. dense. It is dense. Yes, that's that just what came up to me. It's, it's dense. It's actually not easy to read. When I first started reading it, I didn't get it. 
And it's, as Julia says, I had to go back and back because it's, there's so much magic and wisdom. It's one of these books that you can keep coming back to. And each time you read, there's more wisdom that's being revealed and and you understand it on a deeper level. And like, it's like a deeper piece of your essence resonates with these words. Yeah. It's like you read it and you're like, oh, I'm just a wild goddess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a true gem, true gem. Mm-hmm. But if we circle back to like the self and to any like rituals or self-care um, processes, do you have any any specific, well, let's use the word rituals that you follow each day or do they also, of course they change, but um, what what do you do each day to, you know, tap in and to, yeah self self soothe mm. what would you like to I, I like that you said uh because they they always change yes indeed that's, <laughs> because that's what has to happen always shifting always changing um it's basically what i share on instagram really every day it's tapping into every morning i my my intention is i want to be just a clear open vessel to receive to receive all the goodness the abundance the joy the pleasure in life and what do I have to do today to be in that space? That's, that's what I wake up with. And that's my guiding, my guidance every morning. And sometimes that is sitting in stillness and meditation. And I like to just start the day by sending my breath into my heart and connect with my heart. Cause I feel that's just such a powerful energetic center for the feminist, the heart that's yeah the feeling as I just tune into it <laughs> full bliss state um and sometimes that's that's sitting in stillness and allowing stillness to come through and sometimes that's starting with energetic movements and I love bar I love structured exercise but I love flowing as well and allowing my body to just do what it wants to do and if I don't feel like moving at all then I don't move at all and journaling is a powerful practice for me um it can be tricky to start out with that because you just have this white page of paper what I'm going to do with it so I like working with journal prompts that I do every day and some of them is um just writing out the feelings I woke up with to just get it all out so it's not in my system anymore and either move that out or write that out and also how do I want to feel throughout this day and anchoring that frequency of how I want to feel and I work as, as you can tell, a lot with intention because where there's the saying where um, energy, attention, okay, I messed that up, but essentially where you pour your your energy and attention, that's the energy follows. And, and so um, we take responsibility for how we want to feel throughout this day. And again, intuition, bass, a lot of bass, because water is, I believe, home to the feminine, as you described the lake, that it flows and moves and has that structure surrounding it. And and the waves still do what they want to do. And whenever I am in a body of water, I feel, I feel it sounds, it's like my meditation is going into water or my, if I want to bring through an epic Instagram post, I have a bath. If I feel like, oh, there's, there's something, but I can't really get to it. I have a bath and then it comes. It's so, so unreal. I feel, um, it's, it's a highly spiritual time and a highly spiritual practice. I find for the feminine to be in water 
And uh, absolutely, I think we can all agree upon that. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say about the bath and swimming and being in water or the ocean. um, It's also something for like empaths and highly sensitive people to really, because you know, like how feelings you know, it's water and you, you absorb a lot of feelings, energy from other people, places, um, even words, um, you know, any the, the TV you watch, like programs, everything, you know, you absorb, especially as well, not just like as a woman, but as a highly sensitive being. Mm-hmm. So kind of using water as a method to cleanse um rinse that off and bathe. And it's like what you said about taking a bath. Like I literally loved taking baths since I was a child. Like it's my go-to, like, I love it. I don't have a bathtub right now at home. You can get a portable one. Like I, and I'm getting a portable. I I sit with my my knees bent, but it does the trick. And I, because I usually do that, like clearing thing when I, you know, I have the Epsom salt and, and then I, um, I let the water go out and I'm in the bath as it goes. And I feel like everything just kind of feels like the, you know, the full body flush. And then you're like, oh, like a potato sack in the, (laughs) it's so amazing. You're so relaxed after, but yeah, water is. Water is a huge one. And it's, I mean, we start from like, we're, I mean, everything starts with water. Yes, we are. It's also like, it's really, you know, how there's these like, for like I, a lot of like, you know, we see a lot of Instagram shots of like women taking these beautiful baths with rose petals and whatnot. I'm not kidding you. It works. Like people do it. <laughs> Listeners, yes, please do yes, it. If you yes. have the possibility, I just took a shower with like, uh, I bought a bunch of roses from the mm-hmm. the grocery store, like uh-huh. those pirka flowers. Yeah. And I literally took the, the rose petals and it was like washing myself with the rose petals and just mm-hmm. like... I don't know. I just wanted to bring, like, mention that. So maybe if someone, even just like one listener, like, does that. So you like these things are powerful mm. ceremonies if it's you so, put attention to it. Yes. Thanks for sharing that. I'm so happy you're bringing in the rose. I just want to mention a piece of, about the water, and it's also um, a beautiful practice I do, or just a tool I have after finishing a work day. I have a shower, even though I don't feel like I necessarily need one, but just the act of washing is like, I go from masculine working, doing to feminine being through that act of just feeling the water in my skin and also talking to the water as if it was a lover, like really seeing everything as, as, as ritual, as ceremony and envisioning how just this beautiful energy envelops every, every part of your body and seeing yeah, just the magic in that and celebrating these these mundane things and, and bringing in a bit more intention, a bit more attention and, and magic to that. And it's so beautiful that you shared the rose piece because um, I'm also just tapping more and more into the teachings of the rose, which are so connected to Glastonbury and Avalon here. Um, and the rose has always been such a symbol for the divine feminine and uh, she vibrates at at a frequency that is higher than the human body even. And that's measurable. It's not some made up stuff. It's actually true. And whenever we are surrounded by roses, our body's vibration and frequency r- rises automatically. And even if wow. we have, um, if we feel, feel sad or, or have heavier emotions being surrounded by, by roses, 
uplifts us and, and the smell of roses. And that's one of the practices I also do every day is I anoint myself with rose oil and I put rose oil on my hearts because it's the highest frequency to activate my heart space and, and come into that space. And just cultivating these little things of what, what makes me feel just so special and, and cultivating that almost like that holy sacred grace energy and inviting that in and seeing yourself as just a divine being that's worthy of bathing in roses every day it's not something you can only do right. once a year or, or not at all it's it's something that's accessible to us every day mm -hmm. I, th I love it how like this was our next question was going to be about like, how, like any tips or practices for our listeners, how to kind of embody the feminine, but like, we just kind of went into the question before it was asked. <laughs> I love what you said about like the vibration of the rose. And it's also intuitively interesting. Like I've been, um, I always have fresh flowers at my home. It's just like one of those things, but like I've been like buying a lot of roses lately and I did the, the shower thing, but also what you said about the rose, rose oil and put it on your, on your heart chakra. I have this rose like um, spray that I mm -hmm. also spray every morning. And now that you said, like, I haven't even thought of it as a ritual because I do it as like, um, after I brush my teeth, I do it every morning and it's a ritual, but I didn't even think of it as a ritual, but obviously like it's a small habit that has become like my everyday life. So even those mm. tiny, it doesn't have to be like the, I feel like the word ceremony or ritual can sometimes there can be kind of a lot of stigma around those words. People see it as something like, I don't know, well, something <laughs> maybe. I don't even know what, what word to use, but something um, scary or kind of occult. So yes. um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't I, have I to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's what you make it. It's essentially just just making everyday life things special. That's all that is. Do you have any other kind of tools in your box that you would like to share for? I mean, especially women who are just starting out there. There. Mm -hmm. Um, embodiment and awakening of the feminine or more tapping mm -hmm. into it yeah essentially I what I'm what I'm teaching is for women to connect with their bodily impulses to follow the bodily impulses to have such a deep connection with their intuition that there's clarity in every moment. That's what I have to do. That's what I want. Okay, this is what I'm doing. And to lead from the heart, essentially. And it's what connects you to your heart, what connects you to your intuition. And I know that many of us are so disconnected from that because we were not taught to connect with our intuition. We were actually taught the complete opposite to be so connected with the mind and, and rational thinking. So I know that for many women connecting with their intuition, intuition is incredibly challenging it's like a muscle or a piece of ourselves that we have never even explored so um, it's starting starting small and it's really just doing what excites you what brings you pleasure what fills your heart with joy and that can be movement that can be dancing that can be writing or painting any form of creative expression and I would say if, if you can't come up with anything because because we have been in such a masking work for so long where this is being suppressed, think of what you loved doing as a child as Eva expressed bathing. <laughs> you knew as a child already what was what what just felt good and expansive. And what did you love doing as a child? What 
build you up because that's when we were um, almost unconditioned yet. And, and we were able to just tap into these really intuitive um, practices and habits and things that we just love doing and bringing more and more of that back in. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I think it's really beautiful how you always uh, put an emphasis on, you know, the individual person and that the body, the body knows. Yeah. And then uh, it's another thing to kind of find a way to listen to it. But eventually just giving, as you said, small, small baby steps. And mm. I loved also how you touch upon the what we love to do as a child because yeah it's, it's so simple that. it's yeah. so simple when you it is, right? go back to that <laughs> and yet in a way it isn't because in order to do that we have to feel safe in our bodies we have to just feel absolutely yeah. safe and calm and at peace to be in feminine expression to do these things that we love to do but when we are um living in a fight or flight state or in a constant stressed out state we can't even even connect to these very subtle impulses and and so it's it's committing to a practice and i i'm really emphasizing on the word commitment and practice it's feminine practice because it doesn't come naturally for many it's dedicating time every single day to connect with that because it it won't just come it's okay i i want i want to connect deeper with that and how can i create that and sometimes it's just playing one song or two songs that I say every single day I dance to two songs or I move and if I don't feel like moving I just sit there and sway my hips from side to side but every single day I'm committing to doing something to nourish my feminine and come back to my heart and body and doing like these things throughout the day and the right time is always when you notice a shift in your body when you notice oh I'm just really, really in a good space right now. And, and as soon as that shifts, as soon as it, there's discomfort or like, oh, I, something's off, that's your invitation. That's your invitation to move, to shake. Sometimes I love shaking. It's so soothing for the nervous system to just shake everything off, just like animals used to do or animals do when, they, when they're stressed out, when they're in danger and they come back to the tribe, the first thing they do is they shake and that's their way of regulating the nervous system. And for us to just incorporate these little things throughout our days to um, essentially cultivate a deeper sense of body awareness. And, and then we can, with time, trust more. Um, but that requires practice and that, that commitment and dedication to, to your feminine. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that's already what you said. Like there's like wisdom in what you said, like the feminine practice, like, cause, because already that kind of takes, or for me, it took me back to my, one of my first questions, what, what was like about like honoring also the masculine. So already having the feminine practice in itself is already like a celebration of the divine feminine, yes. yet it's simultaneously also honoring the masculine energy in itself. So even like that's like the whole, the union the perfect yeah. union of yeah. it because you give yourself time you can say okay i have yeah. half an hour now where i can do anything i want and that's perfect because your feminine can fully do her own thing while knowing okay i still get my shit done i still go to work yeah. i still get my to-dos done because you have that's, a timeline like, yeah. that's what comes in yes that's that yeah. kind of the concern or, or or what i feel a lot is well, if I'm embracing my full feminine flow, I don't get things done um, or right. I can't do so much, so many practices or, or as, as long because I, I have a life or I have children or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
but it's 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 not about that it's creating dedicating a time and even if that's five minutes but knowing within these i can i can do whatever i need to do yeah that's um <laughs> i think that's like so amazingly put because that's just even five minutes can shift your energy completely. It doesn't have to be like a full long like practice because a lot of people still have a lot of commitments and like um, children or whatnot. But um, we have a couple more questions um, before mm -hmm. we wrap this. Uh, I was going to wrap up this burrito. <laughs> just, <laughs> from, I think I think it's from one of your yoga classes. You once said that. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> this burrito. But, um, <laughs> Oh, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. So what's what's up and what what are your like uh, do you have any kind of projects, any plans for the future, anything, mm. any offerings uh lining up or anything you'd like to share with our listeners? Mm, thank you for asking. Yes, I do. I as I as I shared, I had such a powerful masterclass recently and that has shown me wow how much how needed it is for women to come together and, and share and for there to be a container, which is me in that case, I hold the space for women and they can just come in their, just the raw, central, messy self, bring it all and, and come together and um, guide women through practice and, and be there for their questions and, and anything feminine embodiment related and polarity related, feminine, masculine and, and relationship related and to create that. So this is something I'm planning to bring in and birth in January to create that, that space for um, it either to be bi-weekly or monthly to have this, the support and, and for us to come together and um, make my teachings and my offerings available to a bigger audience rather than one-on-one -on -one work, which is something I've been focusing on. And it's just so powerful because you see such deep results, but at the same time, I feel the potency and power when women come together it's unreal and I feel every time a woman asks a question in a group there's at least five other women who resonate with that and feel the same and and maybe struggle with the same thing and even though they haven't asked that question it's beneficial for everyone and also um, a reflection of, of what is what is relevant for the collective so this is this is coming through in January mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And uh, for our women who wants to connect deeper with you, where can they find you? Mm -hmm. On Instagram, this is where I'm most active. Um, my Instagram handle is Wild Goddess Tribe. It's one word. And yeah, just drop me a message if you want to connect and have any questions about my work or offerings or anything that's just present in your fields and in in the world of feminine embodiment and stepping into your feminine essence, because I, I feel just as I've expressed, if, if you have that question, many others have, and I feel it's such a beautiful exchange to also, it's knocking at the door again. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> second, is that okay? You can pause it here. Oh, sorry guys. It's, it's like, um, 12 o'clock here it's i think we're two hour difference so now is like the time where people come knock at doors and bring parcels and shit oh i'm so sorry <laughs> let's circle back to um yeah women can find you on instagram while well, goddess tribe and we'll we'll put all the all the links in the show notes so that they'll definitely yeah. find Great. you 
Um, yeah, it also serves as as inspiration for my content and to share if, if whenever I'm in, in exchange with, with my followers to know like, okay, this is present for you. I, I'm sure it's present for at least another woman out there. And then it's worth sharing about this and talking about it. Yay. Hey, we have one more question mm-hmm. that we ask all of our all of our guests on the podcast and I'll let Eva go for it. <laughs> so the question is, what does self-worth mean to you? Mm, beautiful question. Thank you. Ah, self-worth means honoring my needs, honoring my boundaries and doing everything to to anchor that in in my essence, to be so connected to my body, these impulses that I notice, oh, this is this is not serving me or this is serving me and and acting accordingly. And boundaries, I feel is a big, big thing when it comes to self-worth. And receiving is coming through as well. I feel receiving, being open to receive because I'm feeling worthy and deserving of receiving is a big one. And it's, it's such a, it's something I'm, I'm really working on myself a lot is, is constantly embodying the energy of receptivity. How can I be more open? Can I be more receptive? Can I be more inviting? Cause there's so many layers of just like that. Mm. Yeah, just like this voice that constantly, the nagging voice that comes in, that's like, no, you're not worthy of that. You're not deserving of that. And the rational, the mind might know that's not true. I, I am deserving, but it goes so deep and, and embodying receptivity and through movement, like really opening my heart, opening my arms in movement and dance or feeling every time I feel unworthy or that I'm not deserving of something to pause right there and remind myself that I am. And that can just be through a simple breath and being in constant connection with, with the body and, and, and it's, it's important. Yeah. That was beautiful. was, yeah. Can definitely relate to everything you said. Mm. Boundaries. (laughs) It's like this lifelong, um, never-ending practice having those boundaries and that can be a whole another episode on boundaries right (laughs) well thank you so much for your time for your energy for your wisdom it's been such a gift to have you on our podcast and i really hope that our listeners take in bathe in all the wisdom or Mm -hmm. all the yeah the beauty and medicine of your of your offerings your sharings thank you so much (laughs) yeah from the bottom of my heart thank you and a big thank you to you listener for tapping in and we'll circle back to you next week if you have time please leave us a review or a rating on whatever platform you're using And we're sending you big love and see you next week again. See you next week. Thank you. And share this on Instagram, this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye now. Bye. Bye.